Hello, Chris Pritchard here and welcome back to the TT Podcast. Hopefully you've all managed to catch your breath after what has been a thrilling TT in 2022. Whether you made it over to the Isle of Man or you were catching up on our coverage from wherever you call home, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. It was absolutely amazing to be out on the island. It's also been great to finish the first season of the TT Podcast. Myself and my co-host Steve Plater have thoroughly enjoyed each other's company, as well as bringing you our interviews with some of the biggest names from the TT races. And we have so much more coming next season. But more on that at the end of the episode. First, though, we wanted to bring some of our favourite answers to our trademark question. How does it feel to get that tap on the shoulder just before the racing begins? So let's get cracking with this podcast. And we're going to start with one of our first episodes of the series. Steve and I sat down with the legend that is John McGuinness, MBE, and he told us what goes through his head as he gets that tap on the shoulder. Well, to be fair, there's lots <clears throat> lots going through my head. It's like, ever, you know, not like he's the back wheel not tight and like, it's like, you know, have I, have I done everything I can? Is the bike set up best I can? I sort of paddle my way through and I always try and pick the family out as well if I can. Mrs. is normally, well, Ewan's old enough now to be on the road, so Mrs. and Ewan and then Maisie, will be, my daughter, will be up in the, in the grandstand, so I make sure I just get eye contact with them. <laughs> and then the heart's just pounding out of your chest. You know, the TV helicopters above you, the atmosphere is absolutely off the scale. And, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't have said it was the greatest feeling. It's a very special feeling. Uh, not many people get to do it. You know, it's there's a lot of people want to do it, a lot of people talk about doing it, and there's, there's a lot of people stood at the pub saying they want to be this, that, and the other and a TT rider. But to be actually do it, get your licence and be stood there with a TT entry and have, have uh, the old boy got hold of your shoulder and uh, he's got hold of your tight until that flag drops and away you go. So even after... 99 TT starts don't get any easier it's still the same feeling no doesn't get any easier for me honestly it just it starts way way before way before just going through in that little winner's enclosure the, the little enclosure thing and it's sort of it's the, it's the last little bit as well there's not really anybody in there there's normally a TV camera or something but there's no mechanics there's no family it's just you you just sort of walk your way up to the start through the little archway and you know it's full concentration on that crazy little Manx flag thing when that's, that moves a millimetre, you're away, and then everything just it's full concentration. But, you know, I lay in bed, I can't eat, I'm nervous, and that, the night before, it's uh, you know, I do think about it a lot. Many days go by that I don't think about, well, there isn't I don't think about the TT, and, you know, leading up to practice and through practice, and, you know, I, was, I sort of put a lot of pressure on myself as well, or I have done in the past. I've always really wanted to win TTs, and especially those big bike races, and, I always stick a lot of pressure on my shoulder and, you know, I want I want to win. So, uh, you know, I don't really say much to anybody. I just try and channel my focus into my inner self and then, you know, once we've gone, we're, it's up to me then. So what a way to start this podcast with the one and only John McGuinness, MBE. But moving into our second clip now, this season we had the pleasure of sitting down with Tom and Ben Birchall to discuss all things sidecar. And of course, they have a slightly different experience at the start line compared to those solo riders. Just just you saying that makes you start twitching and ears start standing up on the back of your neck. And I think I can see Steve laughing. Anybody that's had that knows that feeling. I try and have absolutely nothing in my head. That's 
that's something that I try and do. No distractions, nothing. It's difficult, obviously. But that's just, just what I do, try and just be dead dead clear-cut and start thinking when you start going. That's that's me. Yeah. And Ben, you obviously don't get the tap on the shoulder, but you can see that that's tap That's Tom, happening. by the way, just as we're going on. Do you know how well, many times I'm going to do this in this podcast? <laughs> Tom, you clearly don't have the tap on the shoulder, but you can see it happening. You know what's coming. Is it slightly different being the passenger? Yeah, it's, it's weird um, because it's like, you want it to happen, but you don't want it to happen yeah. at the same time. But as soon as you know it, the guy comes and he, he's got his hand there, I'm like, things change. Ears go up on the back of his neck. He's steering down that road, so I'm comfy there. I'm like, right, he's got his head on, off we go. And uh, when he when he does give the tap, man, it's just like you're at peace then, going to work, you're doing your job. All them weird emotions and all that nervousness, it, it's just gone. It's literally like a flick of yeah, the switch. Like a flick of the switch, yeah. And Steve. You've had the tap on the shoulder. Well, you've kind of had the tap on the shoulder with Ben. You've been sat in that passenger seat. No, you're right. Yeah, but, you know, I had to obviously. Uh, the boys asked some lessons, so I <laughs> dug deep, you know, and, and offered to sit on the back and obviously um, try and get Ben up to the pace I know he's capable of with a decent passenger. Oh, we're chasing them wins. So, Steve, and of course, you know, once once we set off, I just kind of thought, well. Is that it? Is that as fast as we flipping go? <laughs> you know, it's pretty easy, really. You know, you say it's like a big comfy armchair. Yeah. You know, what more can I say? <laughs> I must say, you did well to get in my leathers. And that happening. You know, I, mean, I think probably the only distressing part for me about the whole lap, you know, was getting back to the paddock and all the girls chasing around me when I got off the back of the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. That takes happens. a few years to, you know, cope with, but I've been at it a while. You get used to it. Give you a few pointers. <laughs> So the big question coming into TT 2022 was whether those Birchalls could break that 120 mile an hour record. Now we didn't see it go, but what we did see was another dominant performance in both TT races. These boys are still going to be hard to beat in 2023. But moving on now to one of our most popular episodes of the series, which was with Michael Rutter. With 28 years in racing, he's experienced that top on the shoulder more than most. The first one is, I think, when you are like for the definitely for the race anyway, and you're you go past the bit of guardrail, the mate, your mechanics suddenly are pushed back out the way because they're not allowed to go past that boarding, and uh, then you feel like you are on your own. Um, and it's it makes you feel cold down the back of you, you know, it's it's uh, the hairs on your back, of your neck stand up. It's uh, um, and then you know sometimes on a hot day you've got the bike there and it's switched off and. Uh, you think, oh my God, just pray that it's going to start, you know, because you just, you know, motorbikes, are, you know, highly tuned bikes as well like that. You've got to be pretty, uh, you know, everything's got to be right, and uh, you know, and it fires up, and then you start, you know, you see the first one go off, and then you know, right, you start counting. I do, that's what I do. I just start count down and try and get it dead right. So when I see them, the next one off, I know another ten seconds, and then I'm away. And uh, when he like, uh, they don't just touch you on the shoulder though he grabs you on the shoulder mm-hmm. and you can really feel it and uh you think wow i've you look down that road and you can't see there's no one about all you can you know on as races wise and all you can see is people in your your on your left hand side and a few people on your right hand side and uh and uh glenn clutcher road yeah um and it just seemed to disappear and you think, right, you know, especially on a superbike race or the senior race, you got 226 miles. And, 
you're off and there's there's no turning back. So um, it's still to this day, you know, it, if like, if anyone says it is, you know, some people deal with it a different way. And when I was younger, I probably dealt with it in a different way, joking about it. But now I think I'm older, I go, this is a big thing this is. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a long race. It's a long race and you've got to be mentally prepared for it and uh, I, I always really struggle that first half of the race i just really really think what this is hard work this is hard work and then you start settling into it and start relaxing but uh when that bloke lets go of your shoulder and you, that light goes on in your way that's um yeah pretty 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 scary stuff So I need to give a massive shout out to Michael Rutter. Um, a few days after the TT was actually my dad's birthday and uh, he sent him a signed copy of his book. So uh, really appreciate that, Michael, if you're still listening to this. Thank you, sir. Moving on to our next clip now, and this still by far my favourite podcast to be involved in. We wound the clock back when we sat down with Carl Fogarty, MBE. It's been 30 years since Carl experienced that tap on the shoulder, but it still brings fond memories back to him. He told us how it feels. Oh, I just remember shitting myself thinking what am I doing this for, I think, really. Um, yeah, I, I actually can't remember the tap on the shoulder, to be fair. I remember the tap on the shoulder to let you go out for practice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you're trying to filter out when, you know, obviously guys are coming through, especially more, early morning practice. That was, uh, that, was a, that was an experience doing that, you know. But, uh, yeah, like anything else, even the start of a World Super race or whatever, it's anticipation. You want to get on with it. I haven't got, really got time for conversation with people. I haven't got time for anybody. Uh, me more so than anybody else, I guess. Um, just the nervousness, and you just want to get on with it, don't you? You know, you just want that flag to drop, and away you go. But I can't remember any, anybody tapping me on the shoulder at all. Probably were too scared to come near me, I guess. <laughs> when it's on my eyes and my face. You know, when you said that, of, of course, uh, you know, with the early morning, obviously practice, which I never did. You never do that? Never, no. no uh, luckily, but you know, were you were you a drinker? Were you no, were you a so. sociable person? When you, no, I don't mean social, but were you social when you was there out drinking in the evening? And was it always a bit of hangover no no i wasn't uh not not a drinker not not a drinker now i might try and pretend to be but i can't drink at all you know um no i wasn't but i like i was i like my lines in the morning and i hated it i really did but it's what now i look back on my career and stuff and and the tt i miss that so much you know just when you're going up to like the paddock and it's just coming light and the seagulls are flying around squawking everywhere and you're half asleep and next thing Probably, like you say, you got that tap on the shoulder to set off down Braille, and it wasn't until you hit the bottom of Braille that you woke up for shit. Let's <laughs> start concentrating a little bit here now. Yeah, you know, there can't um, be there can't be any other motorsports or any form of of any sport where you go from zero to one hundred and sixty without really, like you say, waking yeah. up. You don't get that choice to to <laughs> roll into it and just start building up. You're like zero. 160 in, in a matter of seconds. That's right. I think proper wake up as well. When At 5am in the morning. Always. You know what? I've, when I, people ask me what's the hardest part of the circuit, the most difficult, maybe the scariest, I've always said Braille. Because it's not... Have you said it, it's the same for you? I'm probably the only person that, you know, because we, we have so many people, but mm. everybody else says, oh, no, I love that, but I just hated it. No, I didn't like it because you didn't do it that many times in practice as a flying lap, really. So when, when you did do it, it was obviously in the race and... It was that, gone through the start and finish, you think, right, I just take a deep breath and just, I can't remember now where I was, but whatever silent road I was on, you go over the St. Ninian's crossroad, I guess you call it, I used to pull up on the bars there, stop the bike from just going out of shape everywhere. 
hit down right down the, the inside of the on the right hand side of the curb, then come across the left, and it was all like keeping the gas pinned on or hit the bottom. Then he waiting for Agglesley over there, and it was just hanging on for dear life from that sort of you know going through start and finish to getting to Quarter Bridge, coming out of Quarter Bridge, and actually going. I'm through. Yeah, I've done it. I've like that. That's it. But I was a bit like that at um, at um, play other places similar to um, Braille as well. Um, Renk, not Renkel, no. Bossom of Bagara. Yeah, all, all about being in the right place. The top of Bagara always found a bit hard work. Really, some really fast kinks before you kind of right down the gutter, right on side of, of mm-hmm. Bagara. Hit the the dip at the bottom, came out. The bike was wobbling everywhere. And then you take a few more breaths again, you know, before you. Were the, I think it's twelve or thirteenth millstone, mil, whatever you call it. Um, so, so are these moments? Are you going through there? Hoping you're going to get through it, or are you? Are they you, just take a bit. You're still in control. They, they just took more effort and more concentration and more just like hanging on a little bit. Could relax on a lot of parts of the circuit. Not yeah. not not over Mount. I could relax, and enjoy it. It's quite quite smooth and flowing and like short circuit style for me, which was was my style really, you know. But uh, but those were the scary bits. Um, Braille because you didn't hit it many times flat out um, on a flying lap because you're always in and out in practice yeah. and different different machines to try out you know altering things on the bike and whatnot but um, yeah it's, um, so when you're going out there first thing on a five o'clock it's as it's coming live in the morning and you have to go down Braille straight away it's like whoa and that now for you up but uh, I didn't even know they stopped running it for years and years um, I think I must have gone back there and about all seven or eight, and I thought, oh, I might, oh, might go up and watch it more in practice. And they went, what are you about, Colin? <laughs> there, 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 there isn't one anymore. I went, what? <laughs> Why? It's all about. <laughs> Carl Fogarty, there's nothing more to be said. He is truly a living legend. And from a living legend to a legend in the making, let's round off this episode of the podcast with the 2022 Milwaukee Senior TT winner, Peter Higman. Here's Hickey speaking hours after getting that tap on the shoulder this year as he went on to win the big one. Yeah, I've said it a few times this week in different various interviews, but I really don't think we can describe TT to anyone. I don't think... Unless you've been, you have no idea. End of. It doesn't matter if you've watched it on TV. It doesn't matter if you've followed racing, MotoGP, British Superbike, World Superbike. It doesn't matter. Unless you've been here and seen it and felt what TT is all about, I really don't think it's describable. I don't think words do it enough justice at all. I think if you've been here as a spectator, you'll understand a little bit more and you'll, you'll, you'll get it. Yeah. If you ride bikes and you've ridden your own bike around the track, you'll get a little bit more of it. And anybody who's been lucky enough to go and do an open or a closed roads lap understands even more so. And anyone who's raced then really, really does understand. And I, and I, I honestly don't think you can describe it. I don't think that feeling is not like anything else I've ever felt doing anything. And I've tried all sorts of stuff, and I easy. I, I can't get <laughs> I can't get anywhere near it. You know, bungee jumped. I've done. All sorts of extreme stuff, and yeah, nothing comes close to to riding around here. Did it feel like it had been three years once you lined up for the first night of practice? A bit surreal, I think, more than anything. I mean, it's always a long time anyway. It's always 12 months before you get to come back again, or 50 weeks. It's, um, yeah, this this time was a long, long time, wasn't it? It was, I don't know, it it seemed like it took forever, and then all of a sudden it was here. And now it's gone. Yeah, now it's gone. Yeah, we've done... TT 2022. It's uh, yeah, just just amazing to get back riding around the most unbelievable place in the world. 
So there you have it. Now nine times ATT winner Peter Higman there. Certainly was Hickey's year, that's for sure. So those were some of the best tap on the shoulder moments from our first season of the podcast. Our next season returns on Friday the 15th of July, where we'll bring you yet more star-studded names from the world of the TT. And the big news from next season, we go in weekly. So make sure that notification bell is turned on in your podcast app of choice and you'll be the first to get our new episodes every Friday. I'll be back with my old pal Steve Plater on the 15th, so we'll speak to you then. Bye for now.